Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. It's Thursday, November the 16th, almost Friday. How are you feeling today? Yes, it's just you and me. Nobody else in the studio today. The city is dark. It's quiet outside, a little cold this morning. Good time to have a nice sip of coffee. I'm drinking my favorite this morning, Thomas's Painkiller. It's freaking delish. Tasty, tasty. Hope you've got yours as well. Thanks so much for joining us here. Don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the content that you view today. We'd love to have you come back and join us here. The Wake Up America show streams live every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. And it's a great way to start your day. Stay informed on what's happening in the world of economic freedom and personal liberty. There's so much going on in the world, I don't know where to start or what to cover. So let's begin as it always begins at the beginning. Starting off at the very top, hundreds of anti-Israel protesters begging for a ceasefire clashed with Capitol cops last night outside of the Democratic National Committee's headquarters. Six officers were injured in the scuffle. Hundreds of violent anti-Israel protesters yesterday um, started a lockdown for the Capitol. We'll talk about that. I've got video this morning of these violent protesters. Uh, some people are calling them insurrectionists. Imagine if they were conservatives. We'll talk about that at the top of the show. Then we're going to get to the big story today, which is I regret to inform you that the leftist white women are at it again. No, okay, so... God. No, They're not all God, white women, please, but they no, are all leftist no, women. No, no, Really disgusting behavior by our fellow Americans. TikTokers prompted the Guardian newspaper to delete the 21-year-old letter by Osama bin Laden about why he attacked the United States on 9-11. Osama bin Laden's letter to America goes viral on TikTok because it became a top trending link after leftist women on TikTok discovered that they actually agree with Osama bin Laden. Now, I know what you're saying. Uh, you're not surprised. But of course, a lot of libertarians also love to point at Osama bin Laden's letter and say, well, look, Osama bin Laden, here's the reasons why he's, he attacked us, as if to justify the terror attacks on 9-11. Need I remind you that the United States is not responsible for Islamic terrorism. I know that that's become a catch point and a buzz phrase for libertarians, but it's a lie by omission because, of course, there are a lot of things in Osama bin Laden's letter to America that I think a lot of libertarians definitely say uh, or definitely would not agree with. Um, it's going to be interesting to hear from you. Oh, hey, I just got a message from Laura Loomer. She said she'd like to call in this morning. Um, would you guys like to hear from Laura Loomer? Uh, you guys want to do? Uh, uh, let's. You guys want to hear from Laura Loomer on her debate with Dave Smith from last night? What do you say? I'm going to tell her right now. Call her in five minutes. She had a debate yesterday on Israel versus Hamas. I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and get that set up. Um, and I hate to do this to you to start this off so early, but would you all be so uh, kind as to allow me a quick commercial break? I apologize for that. I would normally not do this. I'd get you through all the headlines, but we've got a lot of great stuff today. I've got John Burke coming in at 7.30 to talk about the Candace Owens versus Ben Shapiro brouhaha. I've got, um, I've got uh, uh, Camelia Peterson to talk about Nikki Haley playing the woman card. And I've got Daniela Pensack to talk about the Napoleon film. It's going to be an awesome show. Oh, yeah. Laura Lerner is going to call in in five minutes. Okay, she's going to call in five minutes, and we will get her on the show. I'll be right back with Laura Loomer to talk about her debate with Dave Smith yesterday. 
We'll be right back on the Wake Up America show. Good time to go check out AP for Liberty Shop, buy some coffee. While we go to commercial break, I'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome to the Wake Up America show. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We have a very special guest calling in on the phone right now, going with a little lower tech solution. Sometimes these things happen. Joining us now, live on the line, is Laura Loomer. She's a Republican political activist, and she hosted. She was hosted in a debate last night with Dave Smith on the con, on the uh, discussion of Israel versus Hamas. She's joining us now. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. How's it going? Going good, Laura. So, um, I guess tell us first of all. How did you think that the debate went last night? How did you feel about it overall? I think it went really well. I um, I have known you know Dave Smith for a couple of years now, and so I'm familiar with him. I'm familiar with his work, and uh, it was a cordial conversation. I think that we need to have more debates like this, and it's sad to see in our country right now how uh, you know free speech is under attack and how. There's, there's literally people that are dying around the country and the world for trying to have these same conversations, right? We see that a Jewish man had his head bashed in by uh, a Muslim in California with a bullhorn uh, when he was simply just holding a, a pro-Israel flag. And there's people that have allowed for uh, tensions to rise so high that unfortunately and sadly, people have been beaten in the streets of America or attacked and, because they can't seem to find a way to have civilized discourse. So I really applaud a Zero Hedge for allowing us to have uh, have this debate. And uh, I think that it was a you know, productive and eye-opening conversation for many people who tuned in. I agree. Um, my eyes have been certainly opened in the past several weeks since October 7th. I never realized how much anti-Semitism there was, not just around the world, which I sort of expected, but here in the United States, we saw these protesters last night uh, shutting down the DNC, violent anti-Israel protesters calling for a ceasefire. So obviously we've got a problem here in the United States and we need more debates like the one you had with Dave. But I was actually kind of blown away with Dave's response to the question of how Israel should have responded on October 7th because he seemed to suggest that Israel should have just backed off. Uh, were you surprised by that as well? Well, you know, I, I saw his debate with you as well, so I wasn't really surprised because, you know, I've seen what he said on this issue before. Uh, but, but yeah, I did. I was shaking my head, and I, I said, no, 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 we're not, we're not going to surrender. We're not going to, um, we're not going to tolerate it. And I think what was also shocking is when, you know, there was a, there was a question asked about uh, all these different uh, protests that are popping up, and he had said, well, maybe Israel should start shredding very lightly, right? Like, oh, you see all of this exploding anti-Semitism and all of these rallies around the world. Well, if that's how people feel, and he, 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 he and I agreed that Israel's um, existence is experiencing more of a threat now than at any other time in our life, right? So we agreed on that, but his solution was, oh, well, Israel should probably tread very lightly. Why? Why should we appease these you know, Muslim aggressors? I, I, I'm not just shocked about how much anti-Semitism there is in America, because I have been documenting this for many years. This is originally why I got banned off of all social media. And I tried saying that last night. Dave was a little dismissive of that and said, oh, okay, you were banned. What does that have anything to do with the conversation? Because they banned people that were trying to actually warn about these things, right? If you recall, I got banned for calling Ilhan Omar anti-Jewish and calling her out for supporting Hamas. And so some of us who actually were trying to blow the whistle on the fact that we have actual Hamas supporters and we have people serving in our governments and our institutions here in America, 
who have no problem with the slaughter of Jews, and they do want an Islamic caliphate, and they do want uh, Hamas to have a representatives uh, in the United States Congress. And no, that's not hyperbole. We were all shut down. We were all uh, demonetized. And I, I warned when I handcuffed myself to the front doors of Twitter that what would start with the Jews wouldn't end with the Jews. And so I guess I'm shocked to see how much anti-Semitism there is on the right. I'm not calling Dave an anti-Semite. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that Dave Smith is a Jew hater, but you know, watching how vitriolic this whole conversation has become since October 7th in our country, I'm. I, I now see so much dog. I, I I'm going to call it dog whistling. It is dog whistling against Jews in America. It is taking place even online by right wing commentators and right wing pundits. Well, what you I know, like, I never. You're I right. Never, um, Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say you're right, and and I see it too. And I've been calling this out for quite some time. I wrote a piece back in 2013 about an event that occurred in 2010 when I had dinner with a Nazi, uh, and I didn't realize that he was at the time. And he, until he started, you know, going off about how the Jews control the United States and the Federal Reserve, and I realized that, you know, tangentially that his interest in libertarian ideas was a cover for him to justify his hatred of the Jews. And it was that event, actually, that led me down the path to start to discover why so many people who I self-identify as libertarians find such common cause with Marxists, leftists, and Islamic terrorists. I mean, we're seeing this morning the news that leftist TikTok females are out talking about or reading Osama bin Laden's letter for the uh, letter to America for the first time and realizing that they agree with the reasons why Osama bin Laden attacked us. But, you know, liberty... Yeah. Of course, they're going to try to use, you know, these, they're going to try to blame the United States uh, foreign policy on the reason why they just can't stop killing Jews, right? It's the fault of America. It's the fault of America. Uh, you would have just not dropped so many bombs on, you know, so many innocent Muslims after 9-11. And I asked Dave, I, I, I know you saw this because you were watching last night. I said, so who was propping up Islam uh, for the 1,400 years prior to 9-11? Right. These people act as if Islamic terrorism started in 1776. But, you know, but they what they do is they're, they're using that. 1,500 years of Islamic terrorism. Islam's reign of terror on the world, killing Jews and killing Christians that existed long before the creation of the United States of America, what, 247 years ago? And I'm asking this. So who was propping, who was, because he, he said the United States government and Israel have been propping up the most radical forms of Islam. I said, first of all, there's only one form of Islam. There, there's only one form of Islam. And, and whether you're Osama bin Laden, whether you're Saddam Hussein, whether you're Gaddafi, whether you're uh, Erdogan, whether you're Ishmael Haniya, leader of Hamas, they all agree there's one version of Hamas. Sure, uh, one version of Islam, excuse me. Sure, Islam's, uh, Muslims may have their own little factions uh, in the sense that they have disputes amongst uh, amongst each other, but at the end of the day, there's only one form of Islam. There is. And when you read the Hamas charter, this is another thing that I brought up. I said, to Dave, you can't exactly, you know, keep on using 9-11 as a, as a scapegoat for why so many Muslims are, are killing Jews and Christians or why so many Muslims have these feelings of animosity. The Hamas charter, okay, was 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 propped up in 1988. And every single time I kept on using these dates, these dates it seemed like he didn't really want to go there. 
No, he wanted to bring up hypotheticals about a, about 50,000 dead children. But one of the things that, that libertarians never seem to bring up is that more, one, some of the reasons why Osama bin Laden attacked us is because we did not sign the Kyoto Protocol Treaty on restricting emissions of greenhouse gases. So he was buying into leftist climate change bull stuff and, and using that as one of the reasons, which is why so many leftists find common cause with Arab Marxists. Right. People need to really have an understanding of what Islam is. And one of the things that I've been focused on, you know, talking about in my activism and my journalism over these last few years is this red green alliance. Uh, the the Marxist, this what I like to call Islamo fascist alliance. And it's something that is very real. Okay, Muslims and, and, and Marxists have found common cause in achieving uh, their goal of destabilizing the United States of America, uh, because the, a lot of these Marxists, they want to completely topple the structure of the United States government. And I think that's why so many libertarians have now found a common cause with the uh, red-green access, or this uh, red-green alliance, as I call it, uh, because many libertarians also uh, share the same sentiments about wanting to and I think you'll agree with us. I'm not a libertarian, but you are wanting to completely, uh, you know, topple the power structure within the United States government. I think that many of them feel this way. I've been to some uh, libertarian conferences in the past, and I've seen some of these people openly describe themselves as anarchists, right? Well, that's what, how, how are you any different from Antifa? How are you any different from the jihadist Muslims that are calling for an intifada and the implementation of an Islamic caliphate in America? And then they'll say, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a Muslim or, you know, I'm not, I'm not a leftist, right? Well, it's not about that, right? If, you're, if your end goal is the same, a lot of these people are just going to utilize each other and really use, right? You, there's a difference between utilizing somebody and then also using somebody. And we're seeing these tensions even break out at some of these protests, Austin. I don't know if you've seen some of these, these videos. And we used to joke about it, right? I would always say, oh, wait till these uh, queers for Palestine um, you know, uh, and uh, and, the, and the Muslims finally get their goal of destroying America. We'll, we're going to see what happens to those queers for Palestine once the Muslims take over. You're now starting to see fights break out, ideological fights between the progressive leftists and even the Muslims on the streets of America, because the Muslims are now starting to say, we used you for what you were worth, but, eh, you know, your lifestyle isn't really compatible with Sharia law. I don't know what you think about that. What I find fascinating too, Laura, and I wonder if you could comment about this, is Dave kept trying to get you to answer how many dead babies would it take, dead Palestinian babies, until you finally say, okay, it's not okay, this, this amount of collateral damage is not okay. But it's fascinating because they would never surrender their gun rights for a, an army of dead babies here in the United States at the hand of, the, of, the, uh, of a mass shooter. You know, it's the same emotional blackmail that people like Shannon Watts at Moms Demand Action for Gun Control say, they say, think of the children, think of the children. It's like, that's what Dave Smith and the anarchists, uh, uh, libertarians are using, this emotional blackmail to say, oh, well, you should just lay down and die if, if for some reason you might accidentally hit a third party. It's ridiculous. And then he got mad at me, if you noticed this, when I said, I'm not in favor of Jewish babies or Muslim babies dying. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, but if you want an answer to your question, Maybe we should call Elon Musk because I know Elon Musk was in touch with uh, Zero Hedge. And I said, maybe we should call Elon Musk and have him contact Ishmael Hania, you know, the leader of uh, 
of Hamas, who has an active X account, and we can ask him how many dead Palestinians it's going to take, since it's not the Israelis that are intentionally trying to kill civilians, but it's Hamas that have decided to hold civilians hostage by making their headquarters underneath highly populated civilian areas, including hospitals where babies are on incubators. You will never see another army in the world for any other nation deliver incubators to a war zone. And so I'm not going, he, he got mad because I wouldn't answer these ridiculous hypotheticals. Like, what do you want me to say? One, two, three, 50,000, 1 million, or all 2.3 million people? Like, what, is, what does he want me to say, right? So he, he constantly accused me of not answering the questions last night. He wanted to also, you know, he said, oh, well, you have to call out President Trump for supporting Saudi Arabia. Why? Why? This was clearly done. Iran clearly trained the Hamas and Hezbollah operatives because Iran doesn't want a Muslim superpower like Saudi Arabia to have normalized relations with Israel. Because normalized relations with Israel coming from, you know, a Wahhabist society like Saudi Arabia would send a strong message in the region. Do I think peace in the Middle East is ever going to happen? No. But this was done, and we know that it was done by Iran following their, you know, them receiving the $6 billion from Joe Biden's administration. We know that they've admitted now to training these Hamas and Hezbollah operatives who carried out this attack on October 7th, because Iran doesn't want Saudi Arabia to have the upper hand in this, in this, uh, in this uh, geopolitical situation. They don't. And, and it's dishonest to to completely ignore that. And I am very critical of I was very critical of President Trump's uh, negotiations with Saudi Arabia, but I understand why he did it. I, I understand why he did it. And so I, I pushed back on that as well. But I don't think that. that was well, it's almost as, it's almost like geopolitics is more complex than the simple binary thought patterns that most people engage in. It's almost like, exactly. like it's almost like not everything is black or white. And you can support a candidate who you don't agree with 100% of the time. I certainly don't agree with Donald Trump on a lot of things, but I still think that he would be far and above better than what we have right now. And if he was in charge, I think we wouldn't have the problems with Russia and Ukraine. And, and I, think I think a lot of our foreign prob policy problems would be out of the way. But I want to give you um, uh, the floor here for the last few minutes, Lauren. I'm, I'm so grateful that you got up early and joined us and are so generous with your time. But in regards to the rampant anti-Semitism that we see, the violence from leftist protesters that we see, of course, contrasted with the pro-Israel protest where they cleaned up their own trash, no statues were defaced, no, um, you know, no White House uh, 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 fences were climbed or anything like that. What happens next, in, in your opinion? Where are we at right now? Because I'll tell you, personally, I see like darkness spreading across the land. The forces of evil are on the march. And it looks like the good guys are outnumbered. How do you feel about it? CNN and the mainstream media is trying to attack President Trump for using the term vermin in one of his posts or one of his speeches. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, the world is ending. The country is clearly, uh, you know, completely uh, captured by chaos and evil. So why don't we just let people speak the way they want to speak if we're all just going to go out? <laughs> Amen. Anyway. Amen. They are vermin. I'm just sitting here thinking it's like we do have a lot of vermin in this country, right? Look around. I think that I think that the way um, I, I, I would characterize these jihadists who have now taken over the streets of America as vermin. I would characterize the people last night who tried storming the headquarters of the DNC as vermin. Uh, words have meaning, and I think that uh, we need to start calling calling a spade a spade. But I think also what, what's disturbing is not just the normalization of 
of, and it's not just anti-Semitism, right? Because people will say, oh, you're Jewish, you're just playing the Jew card. And I don't even like Ben Shapiro, but this is what they're trying to do to Ben Shapiro now. You don't, um, I'm sure you've been following this, um, you know, this big fight between Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro that's now dragged every conservative commentator into the mix online, but I don't even like Ben, okay? I don't agree with uh, his positions, and I agree that he was on the wrong side of some of the three biggest issues of our of our of our time, right? He's been a notorious Trump hater and has actually accused me of being a Nazi in the past. But what I will say about this is that he is accurate in his um, you know, in his position when it comes to the Israeli Hamas conflict, right? And I'm not even gonna call it the Israeli Palestinian conflict because this is, you know, an Israeli Hamas conflict. And just like the amount of emotional blackmail to try to silence Jews that I'm seeing online right now by saying that, oh, they're hostile towards Christianity or they're hostile towards Christians. Like, uh, you have to convert if you want us to start taking you seriously. Like, this is now rhetoric that I'm seeing come out of mainstream conservative commentators. And it's disturbing. I don't know how you feel about this, but I personally find it to be abhorrent. No, I'm with you. And, I, I'm and, with you completely. Yeah, absolutely. And I see it and it's terrible. And the, the emotional blackmail that's going on. And the, I mean, listen, anti-Semitism was, is not some creation entirely of Mohammed and the Islamists, right? There, there's a reason why Hitler came to power in Europe. I'm actually reading a book about this right now, the rise of Hitlerism in Yugoslavia. But of course, the hatred for the Jews is universal. Do you know why? Because they're jealous. Because people have always been jealous. Because because when you come, when the Jews move into a country, they actually improve it and they make themselves better off in two or three generations. When other people pay, stay poor and stupid and and groveling at the feet of their priests and their popes. Uh, uh, Laura, I've, we've got to we run. Are, we are Go very, ahead. We are very close and to seeing you know full blown movements and winners in this in this country going around calling Jews Christ killers. I mean that's where the is getting right now and some people are already doing that yeah i've seen it i've seen it well it's making me wonder how many of my acquaintances or people i know in the right-wing movement who are not jews who gladly accepted jewish donor money to get their media venture started would um would do that would do that and so um but thank you austin i know that um you had a debate with dave as well and uh, thanks for allowing me to come on and and, and do some uh, post-debate analysis i really appreciate you it. did a great job laura you stayed strong and i think that you are on the right track on this issue i agree with you i know you're not a libertarian like myself but i find common cause with you on this i, I think we should probably have more discussions about this especially as this darkness is spreading across the land because more people we need the good guys need to team up laura thank you for your time today yeah thank you Thank you very much. That's Laura Loomer. Boy, gee, many Christmas. This show today is going to be wild. It's getting wild. Good effing Lord. What is going on in the world? I'm going to go get John Burke. All right, I got to talk to him about the Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro brouhaha. You do not want to miss this. I'll be right back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. <laughs> Oh, God. Sorry, guys. How's it going? Good morning. Thank God I have all those commercial breaks. Welcome to the Wake Up America show. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. Click that like button if you don't hate me. Uh, and if you actually still like me, maybe subscribe as well to the Wake Up America show where economic freedom and personal liberty is food of the day. All right. So we fixed it. John Burke's got his headset working now. He's going to join us live after that conversation with Laura Loomer. Boy, it's bizarro world here this morning. Good morning, John. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Austin. Sorry about that. It's uh, yeah, nothing ever works around this place. It's always it's always pre tech issues, you know. I get I deal with the something. same thing on my podcast. It's like yeah, this is why we're never going to be on Fox. 
<laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I love the. I've already worked at Fox, and I'm enjoying my freedom as it is. Uh, <clears throat> this there is far go. better. Hey, John. Um, as, long, I know you probably, as long as you don't go the route of Tucker. No. Uh, well, <laughs> I find myself disagreeing <laughs> with Tucker Carlson so much these days. Surprisingly, he used right. to be kind of a libertarian and now he's kind of like taking a turn into something that i really don't recognize yeah. but no you know that's a conversation i think for another day because i want to talk mm -hmm. to you about the whole candace owens ben shapiro brouhaha and why don't you just lay it out for me like you did on the phone last night your take on this i love i love like breaking these things down because it makes you feel like uh, john madden in the political so well first you got brent Favre over here <laughs> so, <laughs> so for, for people that don't haven't watched these two this has been a long time coming no i don't think this is a staged fight i think these two have disliked each other for a very long time the history of candace owens is that she doesn't stay any place for a very long time she bounces around but a, that's also because she does she does speak her mind and i, I will respect that about her but essentially, you know, Candace Wander, this whole um, fiasco in, in uh, Palestine hit, hit media by storm. Everyone was talking about it. You were talking about it. I was talking about it. Shapiro, as a Jew, uh, was talking. I mean, he, he feels very strong. I mean, he's a Jewish. Of course. Why wouldn't he? It'd be like an American living abroad in Europe, and then America gets hit. You're going to be pissed off for your fellow Americans. Now, people can boil it down further to say it's just Jew level. Even if it is, I don't care. That's fine, because Muslims can do it. Mexicans can do it. But then suddenly when Jews do it, it's anti-Semitic. So, or not, anti, it's, a, it's a Zionism at core. But what has happened here is there have been a lot of people, and myself included, there, there is nothing wrong with saying, look, I don't know a lot about this issue. Um, what I do know are the basis of self-defense, and Israel has every right. Now, I did watch the debate with Laura Loomer last night, and for the first time ever, I find myself actually agreeing with her, which is just incredible. But Same. these battle lines are being redrawn all over the place, and I, I think she was right. Um, you know, the things, well, I don't want to get into that debate, but I always find it interesting that libertarians never give you a pragmatic solution to what's going on over there. It's just like, we shouldn't kill babies. Okay, fine, but give me give me something. How do, how do we actually go in there? It's like, well, you know, and, and they never do. So in regards to Candace Owens, the Palestine issue blew up. All conservative commentators, and even leftist commentators, or Democrat, rather, were talking about this. So naturally, people are going to look at Candace as a prominent figure in the conservative movement and say, you know, what are your thoughts on this? What are your opinions on this? And Candace, I feel like, didn't really understand the subject matter at all and also didn't do her research. But she had on this one person, I forget his name, he was Jewish, and he was talking about how in Israel that there are certain areas where certain people like Muslims have a place where they live. And she's like, oh, so it's kind of like, you know, they're, they're told to go live over here. And that's when it really started to show where Candace stood as far as her lack of knowledge on this whole entire issue. And it's kind of like, no, Muslims, there's like 22, or excuse me, it's 22,000 Muslims that live in a certain area of Israel. And it's by choice. Again, I saw, you know, Dana Lash and the rest of them went after Owens for this thing. Wait till she finds out about Little Italy in New York or Chinatown. It's that people tend to want to be around their own kind. It forms communities. Uh, this, is, this is showcased all over the world. And specifically in America, too. But she's basically tried to say that, you know, Israel isn't such a, sh a shining bastion of freedom. And it's like, why are you sitting there trying to, you know, slander Israel when it was the Palestines that attacked first? Well, no, I shouldn't say first. They, they violated the ceasefire. And then, you know, she starts to really showcase that she was originally trying to fence it. And she tweets out that genocide is never okay. And this is in, um, this is in basically in trail to her being called out on her views of being very inaccurate on this this whole ordeal 
And it's like, well, now you're just saying that Israel's trying to commit genocide. That's not what's going on here. That is a very uh, buzzword use to try and just generalize an entire issue that is very complex. And so she does this, and naturally it riles Ben Shapiro up. I mean, I, you know, we we see Ben, and there's some things I disagree with Ben on, but Ben is completely right on this one. And so Ben basically just kind of goes viral, I think three or four days ago. I know you probably covered it. I covered it. And somebody, he's in a group gathering, and he says, you know, someone asked him about Candace Owens and her action. I'm paraphrasing here. And Ben's like, you know, it's been disgraceful. She's not as smart as she thinks she is. Um, and then, um, you know, Candace tweets out a scripture saying, you know, blessed are the peacemakers. And we know why she's doing this. And so Ben fires back yesterday in a very viral tweet. He said, look, Candace, if taking money from Daily Wire is some kind of conflict between you and God, then by all means quit. And then the, the most disgusting thing happens. And this is what Turning Point does. Benny Johnson, Jack Sobosek, Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, they have this own little group within that you do have Daily Wire. You had Steven Crowder. He kind of took himself out of the equation when he went out with Daily Wire. And then you have the Turning Point grifters. And what happens is Candace Owens tries to sloganize Christ is King. She tweets out a scripture. Ben responds by saying, if, it, if you have an issue with this, quit the Daily Wire. And Candace then tries to move the Overton window to say, so what, you have a problem with me posting scripture? That's not the issue. And the tweet that's, then yeah, that's said called nothing. A that's called a Mott and Bailey fallacy, right? Where you fall yeah, yeah. back to a more defensible position. You, yeah. you, po you post an extreme position or an incorrect position or a half-truth. And then when you get attacked for it, you fall back and say, oh, well, you're actually attacking me because yeah. of my belief in God. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Candace Owens has a history of doing this. She was at it with Pedro the other day on Twitter for I want to say an entire two days, and then she instantly fell back to I can't believe you do this towards a pregnant woman. It's like what are you talking about? Like you being pregnant has nothing to do with this. Candace does this. She will try and be as shadowy as she can, takes tiny little jabs at her opposition, and then when the opposition like Ben Shapiro claps back, she just completely makes it about something else entirely. This is a tactic. It's it's bad faith at core. This is what she does. So. Essentially, now what we're seeing happening, and I'm I'm very grateful to see a lot of people uh, waking up. Candace really shot herself in the foot yesterday. She went on. So there's two things I want to talk about here: Tucker Carlson's interview with Candace Owens, and then you see the likes of Benny Johnson, Jack Sobasek, Candace Owens all start tweeting out, "Christ is King." If you look at the history of Candace Owens saying that on Twitter twice, and then all within the last 48 hours. Candace and Jack, they have ne they never preach to their audience. But when the Golden Jew, as many people refer to him as, combats uh, Candace Owens' is quoting scripture as a means of defending her position of accusing, suddenly accusing Israel being genocide, suddenly it's about, oh, you have an issue with me being a Christian. That is that, that has nothing to do with this. But that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to sloganize this crisis king to shield themselves from any criticisms of Candace Owens' milk-toast stance on Palestine. So that's what they're doing right here. And then the Tucker Carlson interview came out where she basically tries to lump everybody that is voting for DeSantis as has always been never Trumpers. That's actually not true whatsoever. I myself am proof of that. But the thing that really doesn't make sense to me is this positioning they take on this. It's like, you know, well, if we were always never Trumpers, that means that we were previously voting Democrat and we never would have voted for Trump. I would say a majority, an overwhelming majority of the DeSantis campaign were prior voting Trump. They voted Trump probably twice. Many people I've spoken to have done that. It's just like saying, you know, Trump lost us. We we lost faith in him. But to now for Candace to go on Tucker Carlson, whom Tucker Carlson 
saying the things he's saying, and I know we'll get into a conversation on that another time, is just ridiculous. These people have, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for this, though, because now we're starting to see people take the masks off, show their true colors, see where they truly stand. And for, as, as for me personally, it's like, look, Israel has every right to defend itself. I don't believe in committing American forces. I don't believe in sending any more foreign aid. We send them $3 billion annually. That's enough. That's actually too much to me. But it's like, leave them alone. Let them do what they need to do. This ain't our fight. But if we do have to pick a side, then I will stand with Israel politically and say, do your thing. And if in these debates, like you talked about with Laura Loomer and the rest of them, the, the, or the, the deciding factor is the, is the killing the babies thing, spare me, spare me your crying. Uh, I, I think libertarians like that would get conquered in a heartbeat because of their weakness. They th I'm a non-interventionist. Just say you're a hippie. Just say you're a hippie and you're not for violence. Bro, just come out and say it. They're and I pacifists. love how people like that. Yeah, they're pacifists. They're fine, which, which again, look, it's fine. I think Amish should, pe yeah. people should be allowed to live in this country, but they, they exist under the cloak of nuclear protection. Um, if, but they if, automatically, if they make it akin to saying that we want to commit more forever wars, more nation building. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Exactly. It's a liber I'm a libertarian, yeah. but it's a libertarian lie. No. I've been, I've not been to them. You're not. You're a neocon. Now. I don't How care. Dare you? I, How I dare don't you care. have an opinion? Different I, I don't care. I'm, I'm smarter than every single one of them. They are all wrong. Uh, and I've been around longer than than all of them. I've been to all the conferences. I've spoken at the conferences. I've run for president as a libertarian. I know many of these people personally. I know what their arguments are. I've read all of the books that they want me to read. I've read all of the books. And then I went and did what you're never supposed to do when you're in a cult, which is completely haram, which is to read books and listen to opinions from people who disagree with you and to try yeah. and understand where they're coming from. Where do neo Why do neocons believe what they believe? Where did they come from? Marxists, Arab Arabs, uh, Arab Marxists, Islamists and things. But the problem, of course, is that is that just like a lot of other movements and and pol political philosophies, there's this inbred uh, a thing that goes on. They become intellectually inbred, and and mm -hmm. that that leads, of course, to retardation, which is what we're seeing right now with with the libertarian <laughs> movement. And and I mean that descriptively as well as pejoratively, right? Where where we are yeah. literally falling behind. I I always love. I'm reading your your Rumble comments. Does the Palestinians have more right to the land than the fake Jews do? Tell me, do you take that same positioning when it comes to Native Americans? Do you do you take that same positioning because that's a leftist tactic? They their land was stolen. You got your asses beat. Stop with this nonsense. Oh, yeah. Because oh, then perfect. let's go back to France and start cutting up France, cutting up freaking England. I mean, oh yeah, they're woke. This John, is what the, this is the world is. This yeah. is the, the and any, anytime you see woke. a libertarian, anytime you see them trying to make the argument like what's his face did last night with Laura Loomer. Anytime you see one of them try and take the positioning of doing the, the the historical debates of who has a right to the land, it doesn't matter. Well, That's not what this is about. Libertarians, these libertarians haven't even read the Declaration of Independence because one of the actual primary causes of separation from uh, from the mother country of England was because Britain had refused to allow settlers to settle west of the Appalachian Mountains, and the and the colonials the, the colonials actually saw themselves their manifest destiny as moving beyond the mountains. So they're like, hey, one of the reasons that we're doing this is because Britain won't let us settle west. So, I mean, you know, you're kind of disagreeing with the Declaration of Independence to some extent, but the problem is, is that they've bought into a leftist view of history. You know, when you, when the Nazis, the Marxists, the leftist white woke women and the libertarians are all on the same side, it may be time to pause and reflect, right? And just, <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like they create, they create these internet brigades, right? Online brigades. The only the libertarians that exist uh, uh, exist online because they sure as hell don't show up in the real world because they don't and they don't vote and they don't get voted yeah. for and we lose every election because it's a tiny ideological minority of people who you know get stoned and do a lot of recreational drugs 
and think that because they watched a Ron Paul video once from 20 years ago that they know everything about foreign policy. But I'm telling you that they don't. And and I mean, this is the the thing is like the reason why so many of them hate me is because you're never you're always going to hate a heretic more than you're going to hate an outsider who's going to disagree with you, right? Because I know where the bodies are buried, right? I I know like what these where these people come from and why their arguments are so weak. And the reason why I critique them, though, is because I think we need better arguments. I think that the, if you're going to believe in limited government and you're going to believe in non-interventionism, and trust me, I think we spend way too much on American interventionism overseas. We don't have to lie. We don't have to to adopt leftist talking points and woke ideology in order to advance our opinions or ideas. Our belief in limited government is sound, is structurally sound without, without adopting uh, uh, immoral argumentation uh, patterns such as, uh, oh, well, what, think of the children, think of the children. But they never, but they always laugh when Shannon Watts and the Moms Demand Action for Gun Control use the same emotional blackmail, John. It's they're intellectually yeah. dishonest and bankrupt. Yeah. There's, there are many things I do agree with libertarianism and on um, because I found myself being hardcore Republican, then shifting more to the libertarian side of the house. But I will say in recent times, though, I've been massively disappointed from the Libertarian Party. I, I do get their economic principles. I agree with their economic principles. Their foreign policy, though, there is this gray area that you have libertarianism and then you've got neocons. And, you know, neoconservatives are the people like Nikki Haley, who have just really come out and shown her true colors, um, like the Bush 2.0, if you will. Well, there is a certain group of us that are like right in the middle here where it's like saying, look, we don't want to get involved in foreign wars, but you do realize we have the technology, say, for example, when Iran through proxies attacks our bases or our places where we have military advisors at in Syria and places like that. We have the technology to strike back without committing forces. And that is the approach the Americans should be taking right now, because unfortunately, these last 20 years, of the global war on terror has made us very battle fatigued. A lot of people have turned against the war, myself included. My God, I served in this war. And many people like myself are kind of like, look, no. We don't want to interject ourselves anymore. You know, America has some blood on its hands. But at the same time, that does not mean you act like a pacifist coward with a dog with your tail tucked between your legs. You still stand up for Americans. But I also feel like that's why we should withdraw U.S. forces from places like Syria, other bases across. Get them out of there. Yeah, because agreed. all we're doing is leaving agreed. these, these, we spent, these uh, fighters We spend far too much. We spend far too much, and we are far too interventionist. But it's 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 not a you're not a neocon because you think that Israel is the morally superior side in this conflict. You're not a neocon. Well, 100% they are. Hundred percent they are. Right. You're not a neocon. I, I don't. I'm. I refuse to have that argument to sit there and try and rationalize with people that have never been to the Middle East, that have never lived in this culture, that have never seen it at its core. And you think Sharia law is bad? Have these libertarians that argue you don't even know what Sharia law is. When I, I I've described this so many different times out there, just the way they treat their women is just. Abhorrent. Well, here's the thing. Abhorrent. I'm reading. So I'm reading Islamic Osama bin Laden's. Like... John, I'm reading Osama bin Laden's letter that to to America yeah. that all these TikTok. I'm glad you tweeted people. that at me. You yes. tweeted that. <laughs> Austin tweets at me, and I apologize for missing the last show because my alarm didn't go off and I slept through. Because it's not my fault. You have your show with the butt crock of dawn. It's yeah. on you. Oh, I, I, but, um, I just can't compete. With I wake guys up to like a you. tweet from Austin. He's like, John, when you wake up, check out the left. You've got to see like, this. Right. Well, here's the thing. He says <laughs> he, one of the reasons why he attacked us is because we didn't sign the Kyoto Protocol Treaty on mm -hmm. restricting emissions of greenhouse gases. Right. So like all these leftist white women are like, oh, my God, Bin Laden, he attacked us because we weren't we weren't 
fighting global warming enough. I totally get it. Oh my God, he's so cute. Oh my God. It's like that Nazi thing is like, are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah, right. The 19th Amendment and its consequences. Yeah. John Burke joining us live here this morning. I'd like to get back very briefly to the the, the Candace Owens, um, Ben Shapiro thing. I mean, yeah. I don't think you should fire people over their views, but I mean, no, you can't, you no. can't, but you can't talk shit to your boss. I mean, I don't think Ben Shapiro is her boss, though. From my understanding is that Ben Shapiro had nothing to do with her hiring. It was above his pay grade because he is part owner. He's not full. Owner. Yeah. Um, is he co-CEO with Jeremy Boring? I'm not sure. I think he I think he's one of three. I could be wrong on that. But either mm -hmm. way, um, no, I think Ben is doing this the right way. Don't fire her, you know, because essentially. Well, I'll put it this way. Candace Owens has, has masterfully crafted a, her, her positioning here to where it's like the Daily Wire is going to continue to lose money because of her. People do not like Candace Owens. And there's oh. going to be a call for people to boycott her, especially. And I'm not calling for that. I, I, Candace is entitled to her opinions. I disagree with them. Should she be fired? No, I don't agree with that. But when it comes to business, when you start company, when you start hemorrhaging that company's uh, uh, profit, what are they supposed to do? So Candace is now in this nice little sweet spot to where she wants them to fire her. She wants them to fire her so she can get her contract paid out, which is probably more lucrative. And then she can claim once again to be the victim. Candace Owens is very good at this. If you go back and you look at the 990s of the Blexit movement that Candace Owens ushered in, for two years, she received a salary of $250,000. Tell me, what exactly did Blexit uh, accomplish? Did, did we see a... Any victories in election? No, nothing. It, it, was a, it was a massive, massive waste of money, but this is what they do. So again, Candace Owens should have shown some hubris and be like, hey guys, I realize this is going on right now, but I am not very um, familiar with what's happening in the Middle East. I'm not familiar with the, uh, the Gaza, Palestine, West Bank issues that have been going on for a very long time. So I'm going to reserve comment. I'm going to do some research and I will address this later on, but right now I just don't want, I don't feel comfortable. And here's the deal. That is a very respectable position to have because who, who what, what commentators actually take that position? Uh, she we, pulled we a Macklemore. Like she pulled a Macklemore. She's like, I just started reading about this three weeks ago and I don't know much, but I know it's a genocide. That's like Jake Shields too. It's like, you know, bro, you've never even met like a Jew in your life. And suddenly it's like, just stop, sit down. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll, I'll admit the same thing to where it's just kind of like, look, the, the back and forth between them. Yeah, we've known of the history for a long time, but I feel most Americans are in the same boat of like, we don't care. Like, I, I just don't care. If they want to kill each other, let them kill each other. But at the same time, I just don't want to commit American forces. And I'm Agreed. sure there are many people out there that looked at America with the global war and terrorism in the same capacity. It's like, look, they're wrong. We're not getting involved. So it's just like, if, if they want to kill each other, that's fine. I, I side with Israel. I say like, you know. John, my, my John you're a Christian, Israel, right? You're a Christian. Oh, apparently not if I have this position. I guess not, right? Because you're not siding, yeah. with, you're not siding with Christ as king. What's the deal? Yeah, I love I love the uh, the juxtaposition of that argument. That's really interesting. If you don't agree with me, it, this is this is akin to the same thing. I'm like, if you don't agree with me, you're a Nazi. And then you plug your ears like a liberal. And then like the Trump camp, <laughs> you're like, not you don't a real agree Christian. With me, you're a neocon. You're like, not a real libertarian. Like, you're not a real Christian. Yeah. Oh my. This is why, like, again, nobody takes the LP seriously. You continue to just lose elections because you keep putting up these nerds. You keep putting up these nerds. Like, what the hell are you talking about? You got to have. And this is what. And I I hate to go in on libertarians. Like, but man. You stand so high on that mountain of principles, yet you take this entire valley of constant losses. When are you going to meet in the middle and realize you got to do some negotiation with the Republican Never going to happen. Never never, gonna you're happen. never going to make it. We're never going to happen. I, We're going to continue our purity spiral till death. I do feel like I do agree more with libertarians than I do Republicans. But again, 
they've got to um they've got to modernize a little bit and progress a little bit it's like it right. always seems like it's this purity test this constant need they for a purity resist- test of like look look how libertarian I, they, wow oh it, you're so oh look how libertarian let's just worship them it, just, it reminds me it nerds. reminds me of that quote from wayne's world when when they were approached with like modernizing their tv show and garth looked at them and was like we fear change I don't know. I mean, do you think everybody uh, you does? Think gonna fire her? Uh, listen, I don't know. You can't go after like the big guy like that, the big Kahuna. I would expect. Here's the thing: if I did something like that at any corporation that I work for, I would totally expect to be fired for sure. I would totally expect yeah. it. So, so mm-hmm. I mean, I think that it puts they're in a precarious position, right? They're damned if they do, mm-hmm. damned if they don't. They've got this, yeah. sa- you know, they got saddlebags on there that's dragging them down, right? The millstone around their mm-hmm. neck. And then they've yeah. and, and probably a lot of their supporters and people like that don't like what they're hearing from from her. But then on yeah. the other end, if they do fire her, then they're going to get attacked for attacking Christians. You just it's ma- you be made like, her a martyr, yeah. right? It's a Jewish crusade, right? Yeah, you know, I I can tell you right now, the best bet on this one is to handle this behind closed doors, pay her yeah. out, and then just she can make a post saying, "Hey, I'm no longer with the Daily Wire. I'm leaving," uh, and that's all there is to it. Just part ways. And the other thing I have to question is, why did you hire her? Like I, because, I don't know. Like you, you've you seen know, her we track love tokens. Record. You know why? Because we have. Is that you love. think that's what it is? Absolutely. But she's we, not the token you want, bro. She is not the token. This is a woman that has a history of doxing Republicans. She, she, she had no footprint prior to 2015. She was a tokenism. former Democrat. And I, and no, here's the thing: if people transfer or they, or they change it, that's fine. You know, Democrat, welcome. Come over to the, you know, come over to the side of sanity, if you will. But it's just like I notice there's these trends with her. It's like you, you still seem to have these old um, Democrat antics, but. She's she's forever the victim, Austin. She is forever the victim. She's oh, pregnant. She's black. She's a Republican. Man, it's the intersectional bingo. You cannot, yeah. And if you if you question her, then you must not believe the crisis came because plagiarizer extraordinaire Benny Johnson will say that you're you're a Christ hater. Well, I don't believe and Jack Sobasek. Unblock me, you coward. It's, it's so much easier. <laughs> it's so much easier for me when I don't believe in any of the any of the uh, world great religions of the world to look back and just be like, <laughs> you fools. But I like the Jews the best because they don't knock on my doors on Saturday mornings and they don't want any of us to convert. Uh, they're not evangelical. I like it because the Jews will leave us alone. John, thank you very much for your time today. Anything Absolutely. else you want to share? Tell thank us about you. Shell Shock CBD before you go. Oh, Shell Shock CBD is the nation's largest veteran-owned brand of CBD, Delta 8, Delta 9. Hey, if you're a libertarian listener to the show and you like getting baked, so do I. You see, we have that in common, you know? I still believe in God. I still believe in Republican values, but I also believe that if you want to drink a six-pack and shred your liver, I can pop a gummy and get myself orbiting Pluto. Why not? ShellshockCBD.com for your Delta 8, Delta 9 needs and CBD. We have THC-free. You name it, we've got it. We've been in business 2019. We oppose the lockdowns. Made in America, everything right here. American veteran-owned business. We appreciate you. ShellshockCBD.com. And make sure you use that code AP4Liberty, that coupon code there at the very end. John, appreciate you very much for the time today. Thanks for the uh, entertainment as always. and. Uh, you know, st- trying to keep staying sane in this crazy world, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me, Austin. Take care. I mean, listen, I know you you guys aren't going to agree with everything that I have to say here today. I know that there's a lot of things you're going to disagree with me on, but you, one thing you cannot deny is this is some good shit, man. This is a good conversation. And guess what? I'm late because Camelia Peterson's coming in next, and she wants to take on the actual neocons. You know, Nikki Haley, who's playing the woman card because she's being attacked by Vivek. Oh, no, don't attack me. I'm just a little girl. Now I'm going to blow up all of the Middle East. We'll be back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. 
Good morning, rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. It's been a wild day this morning. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, not a lot of news stories going on. I'm kind of like, oh, geez, what am I going to talk about? You know, but I got to still do my show. And then all of a sudden, Laura Loomer debates Dave Smith. Leftists, activists storm the DNC and get the Capitol locked down. And then uh, leftist females on TikTok send Osama bin Laden's letter to America viral because they agree with why Osama bin Laden attacked us on 9-11. Oh, what the hell? How dare you? is going on in the world. Hey, glad you're here. Click that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Where else are you going to get amazing news content like this before everybody else does? Yeah, we get up at the butt crack of dawn here on the Wake Up America show, but so do you because you're live. You're here right now. So click subscribe. Join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the show. Next week being Thanksgiving, I'm going to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and take Thursday and Friday off. Don't you give me those booze. Give us an applause for Camille Peters who's joining us live right now. What's up, CJ? Good morning. Well, uh, the everything's on fire this morning, apparently. <laughs> it's funny because like the, the story that I booked you for seems, I mean, almost inconsequential comparatively. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nikki Haley says, oh, that Vivek Ramaswamy is attacking her because she's a woman. So let's just let's just go after that real quick and then we can sweep it under the rug as we talk about much bigger, more important things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so this tweet that you shared with me from, oh my gosh, who is it from? Um, Kurt Schlichter. And he was talking about how that Nikki Haley is terrible and that she's terrible in a specifically female way. And this is because when Nikki Haley went on the Ruthless podcast with Comfortably Smug and the guys, which is also where she said that we should not have anonymity online, ironically, with Comfortably Smug. Um she was basically whining about Vivek Ramaswamy coming after her as a woman. He went after the women in the party, you know, her and Ronna McDaniel, I guess. And so it's like, you know, she's playing the woman card here. And what, is she going to pick up her toys and go home? I don't know. Doesn't she? I mean, she's all about girl power, right? Girl boss. And the thing is, it's like my comment to this, and this is my take on Nikki Haley in general, is that. She just always looks angry, like in this whole persona of like, she's like, feels like she's super eager to go to war and to send other people to war. And I, you know, Nikki Haley should smile more. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So Ronna McDaniel and Nikki Haley are feeling very put upon right now. And it's not because they're total failures and nobody's interested in seeing them lead the Republican Party. It's because they have terrible views, right? Right. I mean, nobody. Yes, nobody is is going after them because they're women. Um, they've been women. Both of them have been women in powerful positions for a long time now. So, I mean, don't play that card. That is like that's so. That's something that grosses me out more than anything when you talk about the feminist movement and things like this. And you know, Nikki Haley would probably be you know, one of the first ones to say something about, you know, third wave feminism, but she's playing the same card and just stop it. You, you've achieved it. Now quit whining about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, but Camelia, obviously bigger uh, uh, topics have sort of superseded this leftist storm, the Capitol last night of the DN outside the DNC, violent anti-Israel activists. It's a strange world that we live in right now where 
we have uh, all of these people picking sides, as John Burke was saying. We have all of these people sort of like falling along these different ideological lines. And I know that libertarians don't agree with communists and Marxists or Nazis on economics, but it is weird to see them all on the same side on this issue, is it not? Strange bedfellows. Yes. Yeah, for real. It is, I mean, you've got John Fetterman, who everybody has been ridiculing and saying he shouldn't be in office for how long now. And he is, you know, as a Democrat, one of the staunchest supporters of Israel in this conflict and has, you know, basically papered the walls in his office with the missing persons pictures. And here you've got, you know, I kind of makes you wonder, like, what will, will this wake the Democrat Party up? in terms of being confronted with the, the lunacy fringe in their own party? Because you have to wonder, what will it take? I mean, sometimes I think this about the right, too, but... <laughs> sure, but I mean, like, this, this more than anything has shown that, I mean, there are some wild hatreds. I mean, to see the American Jews, I mean, seeing Laura Loomer coming out and saying what she's saying, it's a little bit shocking to me because it's kind of like, wasn't this obvious that this was this was growing in uh, as a movement on the right, right? The Nick Fuentes types, right? The Groypers and all this stuff like that. Like it, it all all it took was October seventh to finally like set off the Jew hatred. I mean, it's almost like people weren't paying attention when they said Jews will not replace us at Charlottesville. It's like, have you been paying attention to, at all to what's going on? Right, and this goes all the way back to I remember. So when I first got on Twitter was back in maybe two thousand fifteen. And of course, you know, the presidential race was going on at the time. And that was my first interaction with the alt-right. It's also the reason why I went anonymous on Twitter because they were going after Ben Shapiro and incredibly anti-Semitic and yeah. I mean, terrible, terrible things. And they posted my street sign on Twitter. And so uh, that scared me. And so I, that's when I went anonymous because my last name at the time was very, very unusual. And there's maybe like five of us in the U.S. So I was not hard to find. But anyway, but like these people have always been there. And this is one of the things I think, you know, with Gavin McInnes and some of the others, I know that, you know, they may not be, you know, racist or white supremacist. I mean, they may not be those things, but those movements by their nature are so easily infiltrated by those people that, um, you know, it's, I don't know how you stop that from happening, but I think that that's the nature of doing things like that. And it's the nature of how Laura Loomer does what she does too. I mean, it's, it's like outrage clickbait content, it's, you know, performative, all of these things. But in order to do that, she's had to affiliate herself with people like Nick Fuentes and then defends that but then now she's and well and you know what's disturbing now is it's been so obvious about nick fuentes and where he stands on things but now you have all of these people trying to defend him and saying that oh he's saying the right things uh and he's really misunderstood it just i can't remember karen borsinski something i don't know one of the libertarian people on twitter you know she was she posted this conversation between Hurley things and Nick Fuentes, she was like, oh, I really, you know, like changed my mind. And what are these people saying about Nick Fuentes? I'm like, I'm sorry, but my time is more valuable than to spend listening to either of them because 
there are enough of Nick Fuentes' own words out there to convict him on where he really stands on these issues. Well, what's hilarious, have you seen people online who are blaming Stephanie for my position on Israel? Like that Steffi <laughs> is the reason, right? Steffi, who has, no, like, she, you know, love her, she, she doesn't really know much about the Middle East conflict, doesn't care about Israel at all, right? Is not invested in them at all, right? Loves America, loves freedom, right? You know, culturally Jewish, but doesn't, like, practice, right? She's like, it's like she's sitting over my shoulder, like, Austin, you must support this and stuff. And that's how you know that so many of these people, the, that the anti-Israel um, uh, movement really is, it's anti-Semitism, right? It's, it's not all anti-Zionists are anti-Semites, but all anti-Semites are anti-Zionists. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was thinking about this too. when I, So I had tweeted that I've been, I told you I've been listening to The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Mm. And there's one of, there's when they went to Earth for the first time and um, the two representatives from the, the lunar colony. Anyway, they went to Earth and he's like, one of the things that he kept noticing is that that the people on earth were were almost they were racist in their attempts to be anti-racist like they are so busy not being racist you know or, yes. or prejudicial that they were because they, they were so you know obsessed with it and i was like oh no that's yeah kind of like what it is now isn't it and he wrote that in like the 50s i know is that mm -hmm. crazy yeah it is it's great stuff if you're just tuning into the wake up america show where else are you going to hear references to Heinlein, uh, the moon is a harsh mistress, conflict between Israel, Hamas, TikTok chicks, and all kinds of other fun and funny stuff here on the Wake Up America show is the only place to get that kind of commentary and these great guests. So click that like button and subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on so you can come back and join us five days a week. We got lots more to go, of course. Danielle Pensack is going to join us at 8.30 as well. It's Thirsty Thursdays. Uh, and the lovely Camelia joins us every Thursday at 8 a.m. Central Time as the centerpiece, the thirstiest of all. Uh, joining us here live now, uh, CJ. So uh, Candace Owens versus Ben Shapiro, your take on that scuffle? I think that Candace has been a long time coming. I think she's been asking for it for quite a while. And I've just, I've never really understood the appeal with Candace Owens. I, I'm, I'm telling you, Austin, literally when I've been out knocking doors and asking people about presidential candidates, I had people in Iowa telling me that they wish Candace Owens would run for president. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> but um, no, I, I think she tries to do just what you guys talked about earlier. You know, she's been trying to do all of this, all of say all of these things about the conflict, you know, based on very little knowledge. And then when she really gets called on it, she's like, oh, you know, I'm just I'm just quoting scripture. And then now we're making now we're making religious dances like I, I hate it, hate it when people take their faith and make it a shtick. Like there is nothing more disingenuous to me because I know people whose faith is sincere and I love them and I respect that. And like so it's like one of my pet, top pet peeves to see people take a serious thing like that and make a mockery of it it's and a grift. do things like it's yes, a rift, right? Totally it's, a, a rift. it's 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 the people who Jesus drove out of the temple. Absolutely. I mean, it is when you talk about taking God's name in vain, I'm sorry, but what Candace Owens and everybody else is tweeting this Christ is king business, that is taking God's name in vain. God's name in vain is not using it and swearing. Taking God's name in vain is making a mockery of it by using it for your own political purposes.
Uh, Jesus uh, said, did not inherit the kingdoms of men, but the kingdom uh, up of heaven. He rejected uh, Satan's temptations to try and get him to be the head of the kingdom here on earth, but many Christians think that um, that Jesus did want to be an earthly ruler. Good morning. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, I'm your host, Austin Peterson, and a biblical injunction on top of it, on top of it all from two skeptics, nonetheless. <laughs> Click like and subscribe to the channel. You can also text the show. I'm actually afraid to check my voice message mails this morning. I haven't been able to do so because I've been so busy and everything's been going crazy this morning. You can text us at 573-319-1586. That's 573 573- 319-1586. Listeners are texting in this morning. I won't be able to read them just yet. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, if you have some, I will try and get to them maybe after uh, Camelia and before Daniela Pensack. We'll see. So, uh, yeah, I agree with your take there on the, the Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens thing. The thing with Candace Owens, I knew that they were going to clash a long time ago when I heard Candace Owens say, well, the problem with Hitler wasn't that he, you know, what he did in Germany, the problem with Hitler was what he did in invading other countries. It was that he took his nationalism outside of his borders. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was also the Gestapo and the Holocaust that was going on within Germany that was also a problem. But I mean, you know, it's to each his own. So when you hear takes like that, you're kind of like, she's going to work for Ben Shapiro, the Jew? I'm pretty sure that's not going to go very well. Eventually, this was gonna, eventually it was going to explode. But yeah, you know, it's weird to see people, especially when you're not religious, to like people like John are actually able to set their religious faith aside to see the logic and the reason of what's happening and, and still like hold to his Christian ideals. But then other people, they, I think a lot of them are too afraid. It's, it's kind of like if I was a big giant vagina, if I was a bonus hole, I wouldn't call out Dave Smith for saying a bunch of retarded shit. I would never disagree openly with Ron Paul I would definitely not say that I think Bob Murphy is a pacifist weenie. I wouldn't say things like that, but I'm not afraid because even though I'm a member of the, liber the cult of libertarianism, if you will, it's a good thing to be able to look critically at your own people and say objectively, hey, man, this is all, this, some of this stuff is great. Some of this stuff is horse hockey and, and to be able to call it out. Most people can't do that. Most people don't do that. One, because they're getting paid, right? So I guess give it to Candace Owens for saying how she feels, even though she's working for for right. Ben Shapiro, give her that. But most of us are scared animals, especially in the media where you need alliances and you need, and I work with Jack Posobiec. I, I work for, for um, human events. I write a weekly column for them. And I like a lot of what Jack Posobiec has to say, but I'm not afraid of Jack. I'm okay with disagreeing with him. I sometimes give speeches at Turning Point USA conferences and, and at, their, um, at their events around the country, but I don't always agree with Charlie, what Charlie Kirk has to say. And sometimes I openly say I disagree with him on these things. But most people are, don't have that courage. Most people are afraid, and it's because either they it's a grift, like they want to get paid, or they're just afraid of the backlash that might come. And listen, backlash has come. You've seen it. I've gotten it online. It exists. It's, it's a real danger. I think that probably more than just the money thing, because most people aren't getting paid in politics. I think it's more that people are just, they're afraid of saying anything against whatever tribe they're a part of. It's that consequence of tribalism, is it not? For sure. And, you know, when you're talking about Hitler, it makes me think so. Felicity has been doing speech and debate and they've been working on a Lincoln-Douglas debate. And so one of the topics that she was talking about, um, she was looking at um, how to do like she was looking at her introduction. And so she said, uh, can I use a quote from Hitler? <laughs> I was like, OK, 
So she found this quote and basically, I mean, it's the idea that really smart people who sometimes have some good ideas can also do really bad things and can also be really bad people. And so this quote was true because basically it says with propaganda, you can make heaven seem like hell and vice versa. And, and people will buy that because of the propaganda. And I think that we see that here. And what's funny to me, and she was, she was unsure if her debate teacher would be okay with this. I told her, I was like, I think it's great. I think you should do it. She didn't attribute the quote up front. She waited until she got to her conclusion and then kind of fed that line in there. And I was like, yeah, like, this is the way to do it. And so, but I think, you know, we see that principle here in America so much. And when you talk about all of these, these women who are going gaga over bin Laden now, they like, you know, we're taking hell and making it seem like heaven all of a sudden. What? God dang, this is some good juicy content this morning. <laughs> juicy content, juicy, juicy. And I think it's definitely inspiring our supporters over at rumble.com and some people who are not happy with what I'm saying, but C. Sangaroth just became a monthly supporter. Thank you, sir. Yes, don't forget, you do get a 20% discount at apforlibertyshop.com. So if you want your uh, coupon code for that, for your 20% discount, make sure that you send me a text. Let me know what your real name is so I can compare it to the records through text. Obviously, I won't reveal it publicly, but just send me the text with your real name and the CSON Garoth so that I can know that it's you and verify it. I'll send you your 20% discount code. And if you want to get a 20% discount code, and by the way, now is the perfect time to do it because it's holiday season and everybody's buying like crazy. Great time to get some gifts over at apforlibertyshop.com. Then sign up to become a monthly subscriber. No matter what support level you get, you get that 20% discount and you get entered into awesome uh, contests, which we're going to give away some, some merch tomorrow when Steffi's on the show. All right, Camelia, um, I could talk to you for like two or three more hours on this one. Thank God I have you twice a week because we always have such great conversations. But I want to give you the final word to talk about anything that you want to talk about before I let you go. Well, here's I think and I think with you having Laura Loomer on this morning and some of the things that I've been reading and there was a little article I sent you. We can talk about another time about how that the Moms for Liberty have basically they removed two chapter leaders in um, Kentucky in two different counties for posing with Proud Boys and they were posing with them in Moms for Liberty uh, branded clothing. So the thing is, is um, it, there is with organizations who are trying to work for more liberty, I think there's this always this challenge of how do you have an organization that's effective and you keep out the fringe elements who hurt your cause. And the reason I say this in the in the context of Laura Loomer is that you have a lot of people who are really smart and Laura is really smart. She knows her stuff. But at the same time, her reputation is for that clickbait outrage stuff where she's actually very nasty a lot of times to people who are, you know, like Ron DeSantis's wife and saying really ugly things about her. And there's just like they get down in the just the the dirty mud of stuff. And it's how do you, you know, how do you make a difference if your group or your character or your cause is characterized by you know negativity and violence and outrage but you're still saying some really good things at the same time and so do i think we need pot stirrers yes i think that there is a place for pot stirrers <laughs> but i will tell in in your defense i will say there's a big difference in how you do things and how a lot of other people do things and i think the humor is always the key and being willing to criticize yourself too and being willing to change your mind 
And so, so but because anyway. I'm funny that it's okay that I stir the pot. <laughs> well, it makes it makes it a little easier to uh, to go down and to maybe forgive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, you know, there is a difference when when people are just disagreeing with someone and then when they're just really like personally hateful and yes. you can tell the difference with people and that. And I think that that's where sometimes the the liberty movement is hurt by the people who are like really just hateful about it, too. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. Ignorant bigotry. I get it. Camelia Peterson, uh, you join us every Tuesday and Thursday here at 8 a.m. And it's so much fun. And we love you very much. And you look wonderful today. And everybody in the chat wishes that they that uh, you were their girlfriend. Have a great day. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. All right. Bye. See you later. What do you got to think of CJ? Yeah. This morning, I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? And yeah, so go read it. So I just read a letter to America and I will never look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same. I will never. I Please read it. And if you have read it, let me know if you are also going through an existential crisis in this very moment, because in the last 20 minutes, my entire viewpoint on the entire life I have believed and I have lived has changed. Please read that entire letter. I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now and go read. It's literally two pages. Go read a letter to America. And please come back here and just let me know what you think, because I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. And a lot of people are. So I just need someone else to be feeling this too. I need you to stop what you're doing and go read a letter to America. It is literally the craziest thing I've read in a while. And while I can't say that I'm that surprised, I am pretty shocked. So go read it and tell me what you think, because I really also need to talk to other people about this. And actually, before you even read the letter, I did want to mention in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler, settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. That's the tweet he's referring to. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. So this is fucking insane. I just read Osama bin Laden's letter to America, which I will be going through right here. But it's actually so mind fucking to me that yeah, terrorism has been sold as this idea to the American people and honestly, just so many Western inhabitants within certain nations that this group of people this random group of people just suddenly wakes up one day and just fucking hates you just wants you dead wants you gone and this is all because they believe leftist or libertarian that they're better than us. like that is the root of terrorism let's play leftist or libertarian can you tell the difference it doesn't make sense they just hate your fucking nation but reading this letter it becomes apparent to me that the actions of 9 11 and those acts committed against the usa and its people we're all just the buildup of our government failing other nations. 
Cringe. God, it's so cringe. Is that Dave Smith that's uh, making that argument? See, this is a girl who she's saying, uh, me when I got, well, ostensibly a girl, me when I got the news in 2011 that, quote, we got him. She's showing that she's celebrating. 2023, reading his letter to America, knowing he was right. Jesus, that is cringe. Is that a libertarian or is that a leftist? What's the difference? In majority of these situations, and this letter was insanely eye-opening. I really urge everybody to Google and read it because I thought that I had quite a lot of media literacy, but this takes it to a whole nother fucking level. I'm surprised you're literate, especially uh, considering you're displaying signs of mental illness. Well, I was just like, holy shit, like propaganda is genuinely so deeply embedded into our fucking DNA. Read a letter to America. You're probably waking up. You probably have a lot of questions. Welcome to the club. Good God, it's horrible. It's awful. It's terrible. It's time for us to get off of this for a moment and go talk to Daniela Pensack about how great men move the wheels of history. Blood alone moves the wheels of history. The new Napoleon film coming out. Talk to Danielle about that and many other things when we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Blood alone moves the wheels of history. Blood alone moves the wheels of history. What? White? Stop giving speeches from Mussolini. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Wake Up America show. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and thankful to have you here. Click that like button. Subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time on the Wake Up America show. It's a great way to start your day. All right, so the other day, my friend Daniela Pensack posts on Instagram, and I'm like, wow, this is newsworthy. From the Telegraph, it says, the theory that history is defined by alpha males feels unfashionable and offensive. But Ridley Scott's Napoleon proves we can't let it go. Ah, so maybe not blood alone that moves the, the wheels of history, but perhaps it is the alpha males joining us now, an alpha female. She's got a master's degree. She works for Turning Point USA as a field coordinator. She's joining us live from the West Coast where it's two hours earlier than it is right now. Good morning, Daniela. Good morning, Austin. Thank you for having me today once again. Glad to have you here, Daniela. So set up the premise. What's the news story here? And then let's beat up on some leftists. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, um, if you guys aren't aware, that Telegraph article has been making its rounds on Twitter a couple days ago, where it said that the upcoming Ridley Scott film, Napoleon, that's set to release at the end of this month, is promoting a very dangerous ideology. And this is great man theory. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with what great man theory is, essentially what is it is that it, it promotes the idea that certain people are born with um, specific leadership qualities that shape history, right? These are like really influential people. Think Julius Caesar, uh, George Washington, um, Alexander the Great, people like that, Winston Churchill, and yes, of course, Napoleon Bonaparte. And so um, apparently this idea is very dangerous because it... Um, what the article has basically said is that great men uh, is, are equated to uh, populist authoritarians most of the time and that this is a dangerous ideology. And so the fact that people are getting excited about this film is still indicative of the fact that we still um, worship these great men. Now, after the article was published, another um, I actually found on Twitter that another source had said that this film is actually set to humiliate Napoleon, so progressives and leftists can rest easy another night. Um, apparently, they're not going to make Napoleon 
um, a great man in this upcoming film. It's uh, it's set to actually make him look bad and make like a flawed narrative of him. Apparently, I, I'm still going to see the film. I'm interested to see it. Maybe I'm hoping it'll take a more nuanced take. This all could be just a big marketing ploy. Who knows? I just saw it get really popular on Twitter. So maybe it is. But I wouldn't be surprised if it does go out of its way to humiliate or make Napoleon look bad because in this day and age, we can't apparently we apparently can't enjoy historical films if they're about influential white men. In fact, I even go so far as to say if it will be a right-leaning or conservative white woman either. I mean, if we make a movie about Margaret Thatcher today, imagine the uproar um, that would cause, right? So Dan we can't enjoy any historical films. I know. The present company excluded. Why do your peers, white females, uh, overall, in general, not all of them, but why do they hate us white men so much? What have we done to them? Well, you know what? I think a lot of it is influence of the third wave and fourth wave feminist movement. Um, it's not, you know, and it's not just limited to white women. I think it's most women these days, um, especially women of color as well, who hate white women also as much as white men. But I do believe, you know, with the with the last couple waves of, of the feminist movement, obviously, it's causing, um, it's creating this divide. And of course, I mean, with partisanship it, at all in the United States, which is um ideologically driven everything's ideologically driven now and the fact that everything is so partisan it makes complete sense why there's going to be a gender wars ever so uh with the internet just being present in and of itself i think furthers that divide as well but why specific i mean like that, that that those are generalities but why it, why does uh third fourth wave feminism what is it about you know men like myself you know right-wing conservative men i won't go so far as to call myself an alpha i'll let my wife do that in the chat but what what is it specifically they hate so much about us? They want to have our babies, but they want to hate us politically. What is that juxtaposition? Well, I can't speak for all women. I certainly don't hate all white men myself. Um, I and I can't say how much of that is due is by design or not. Um, I think it's just a present uh, the the, the, the sign of thing. the time. Yeah, I think it is a current. There's always been gender wars in the United States ever since the first wave of feminism. Um, but you're right. The fact that it's getting worse and worse, um, you know, as, and I, I personally think it has been done since the 90s, since introduction of third wave feminism, particularly. I don't really have much of a problem with the first two waves myself because it made more policy changes and legal changes, I think, were, were requisite for the time. Um, but once you get more into the philosophy and the political or in the political theory of it since the 90s, um, I think it's going a little bit too far. And since the introduction of tr of the transgender movement into the fourth wave, I think that's just putting that's just turning the entire uh, sex divide or gender divide, however you want to call it, um, upended it on its head. And I think that that also contributes to the to the male hate. Um, especially, and I, you know, and I think for the last like 20, 30 years, that's that's maybe causing more men wanting to become women as well. Who knows? Um, because guilt. With, do you think in, guilt is part of it? Do I think what is part of it? Guilt. Oh yeah, absolutely. Guilt is a huge part of it. Um, in the gender wars or the sex wars, uh, also in the racial um, element as well. Uh, since inter since the intersectional movement of third wave feminism, it incorporated. Uh, if you guys are aren't familiar with intersectionality it incorporated other uh identities into the feminist movement which just i think because the feminist movement is a sex-based movement and that's all it should be 
But the introduction of other identities, you know, disabled people, people of color, now transgender people, um, that in and of itself incorporates a guilt-driven narrative because now we have to now we have to uh, uh, perceive from the um, from perceive the world from different identities that doesn't even I think relate to a sex-based movement at all, and that of course is going to incorporate guilt because a person who's able-bodied, who's white, um, and especially male, you know, now all of a sudden they don't understand the plights of someone else, and that is that's just going to make them feel guilty all the time. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host Austin Peterson. We're glad to have you here. Click the like button, subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back and join us here Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Uh, and of course, you can text the show 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. I, I I'm trying to remember this joke that I heard a while back um, it related to that topic of people like you know Kamala Harris, her husband's white, uh, AOC, her husband, white uh is it was some joke it was like um you know anti-colonializer in the streets colonizer in the sheets <laughs> uh, but we saw yesterday that uh a leftist activists calling for a ceasefire literally stormed the dnc did you see this happen overnight i know that like it's way earlier over there did you happen to see the store violent anti-israel protesters getting the capital shut down last night uh, unfortunately, I, I hate to inform you, but I'm not as informed on this topic. I just heard about it on your show. I was actually out late last night, attended a school board meeting in Seattle, so I wasn't on Twitter as much as I should have been. No, no. But, reason, no, I missed but, it. But, but reasons to tune in to the morning, to the Wake Up America <laughs> show, so you can find out what's happening in the world. I mean, Daniela, when you see these TikToks of these leftist females uh, finding common cause with Osama bin Laden, something is deeply wrong with the left something has gone to a point of such an extreme now that maybe there's going to be some kind of a light at the end of the tunnel do you, maybe like jewish democrats are going to start going hmm maybe all that money i invested in cal state is uh, is going to be used against me right oy vey perhaps this was a bad idea <laughs> right are there any silver linings in these clouds you know that's a really good point maybe that's, that's an aspect that that's an aspect of the issue that could occur, right? Maybe some uh, Israeli funding uh, funders may not uh, may pull back a little bit. But um, I mean, as far as the TikTok thing goes, I think it's multifaceted. I think a large part of it is that the fact that these women they just want views. Listen, I make TikTok videos as well. I try to get spicy bits in my videos just to get a little bit views or hop on a trend. Um, you know, but but also another aspect is that is that yes, the left and the progressive movement is is beyond flawed it's uh it, it seems like it's um, not really repairable anymore um and i think that you are seeing a little bit of a trend especially as we've seen um with statistics of young men a trending more right um unfortunately the left is co-opting women at the moment because of many reasons you could blame it on women's temperament uh, or whatever you you may want to blame that on but um but we i think there will we will see a trend of people mo more going right um, hopefully, because the more crazier these these people are going to act, I think there is still some hope for the next generations. Because um, the fact that they are promoting the ideas of a terrorist, I think it, I think your average American will look at that and say that's just crazy. Do you have an opinion on the Ben Shapiro versus Candace Owens fight? 
that's <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I'm kind of split down the middle. I like what John said earlier. Uh, I think that was his name, um, if I recall. Uh, I like what he said about Candace and how all of a sudden the you know Christus King thing is being co-opted by her, and it's never been mentioned on her Twitter page before. And to some degree, he's not wrong about people on Turning Point um, promoting the same thing uh, as opposed to Daily Wire and what Ben Shapiro stands for, because I because I'm not gonna I'm not saying that people at Turning Point or uh, Kenneth Owens are grifters. I you know I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say especially if I work for them, right? Um, but but what I will say is that there is an element of hopping on a specific bandwagon because what we are seeing right now is a lot of people on the right are. I'm not saying all, but a lot of people are jumping on. Um, they're not pro-Palestine, but they are jumping on this like anti-Israel brigade right now, because and going against the pro-Israel lobby. Uh, because I mean, if you look at the history, there is um, there is some fatigue with that. And I think what the cool thing to do right now is to be anti-Israel on the right. And so um, I'm not saying that like Turning Point as a whole is like going completely in that direction, or Charlie Kirk is. But I think that it is um, a strategic move as well right now, um, particularly as tensions are high with this uh, with this conflict. And I, I mean, personally, I'm I don't think you know, I, as you say, Austin, I don't think we should be directly involved in this. Um, but I do have issues personally with the um, with is Muslim ideology. It's a religion of conquest at the end of the day. Yeah, and no so, shit. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I don't I don't like seeing people on the right. Uh, especially people on the far right um, align with Muslims right now. I really don't. I mean, people here have every right uh, for the First Amendment to enjoy their religious views, to practice religious views, but we don't need to be aligning ourselves with conquest ideology from the Middle East. And so I think um, siding with Israel right now as Americans is probably a better strategic move, I think, than siding with um with frankly they uh, frankly some of these palestinians they act like barbarians and i think that you know if you look at if you look at their actions i just can't see how you could side with that with that yeah. side of the conflict but completely agree Daniela pensac i mean good good god i knew there was a reason that we started having you as regular on the show because you're brilliant Daniela. is there anything else that you'd like to share with us i know we had another topic we didn't get to but That's, news is yeah. news bigger things came along uh what else would you like to share with our listeners before we let you go I'm just going to put my usual plug, Austin, like I always do. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Pensac Daniela and on Instagram, official Daniela Pensac. Um, I love coming on the show. And next week, I believe you said it's off, though, correct? Uh, we're going to be off next week, yes, for yes, Thanksgiving. Thursday, so no Thursday, Thursday for <laughs> next week. But I'll be back as soon as as soon as soon Thanksgiving is over. You do listen to the show when it's not just you <laughs> on there, Daniela Pensac. Yes, Thirsty Thursdays with Chameleon Daniela. Thank you for your time today, Daniela. And we'll see you after the... Uh, Gobble, gobble Thanksgiving holiday. Have a good one. Thank you, you too. Thank you very much. What do you guys think of, of Daniela Pensack? Send us a text, 573-319-1586. This show has been wild today, man. We have been wild and wild and God, I've got so many clips that I haven't been able to play this morning. These leftist activists storming DC last night. Check this out. Look at them. Violent insurrectionists. Look at this. Seems fire. Seems fire my ass. Back, 
These people are not peaceful. It's fiery, but mostly peaceful, right? You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna be violent, you're gonna get tossed. Look at this. These are Democrats outside the DNC. They're eating themselves. You love to see it. Get them. Fight. Let them fight. Yes, you love to see it. See, I, I don't know why the police are honestly doing that. You know what, cops? These people hate you. Just let them shut down the DNC. It'd be the best thing that ever happened to the Popo. Here we go. Look at this. This is police officers. Six police officers were injured last night. It was a, these protests shut down the Capitol as well last night in Washington, D.C. See the popo running around all over the place. Um, I didn't get to play this clip either. Here's Nikki Haley. They... Oh, wait, no, no, we did play this. We played this clip yesterday. Uh, this is Ben Shapiro talking about the scuffle between him and uh, Candace Owens. First, they claim that I hate Jesus. Okay, I'm a Jew. I don't believe in Jesus. News. I don't mean to be facetious about this, but, like, this is obvious that I don't yeah, no believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Oh, my God. Are you... No, oh. God! Jew? No, a Jew? God, He's please, a Jew no, and he doesn't believe no, in Jesus? No, Everybody freak no. out. News flash. The Jews don't believe in Jesus. News flash. The Muslims think he was a prophet and a pretty nice guy, but not the son of God. News flash. I don't believe in the divinity of Christ either. News flash. Not everybody's a Christian. And Ben Shapiro's not one either. Duh. You see, like, I have a hat. It says the whole thing, like, truly. With that said, I'm really, really glad that Christians do. Like, really glad that Christians do. I employ tons of Christians. I've given them the freedom and the platform to share their faith. Yeah, there you go. He's employed tons of Christians and given them the freedom and platform to share their faith. And this is supposed to be, like, some own against him because he's saying that if Candace Owens feels like she's not comfortable working for Ben Shapiro because she feels like it interferes with her faith, that she's free to quit? I mean, why is that supposed to be some kind of an own? I mean, did you not know that the Jews don't believe in Jesus, right? Christians, sometimes I feel like they don't understand, they, they forget sometimes because they love the Jews, many of them so much. And of course, half of the, the Bible is the Torah and the Torah is the, is the Jewish Bible. First, they claim that I hate Jesus. Okay, I'm a Jew. I don't believe in Jesus. News. Oh, oh my God, no. No, Sherlock. Not saying that to bed, but like, why are you so surprised? And here, I think this comes down to the heart of where a lot of this anti-Semitism comes from, right? This is where the anti-Semitism comes from. It's not just that they are, it's not just that people are jealous of the Jews. It's not just that they're anti-Semitic because they're Muslim terrorists and they want to kill all the Jews as part of their holy war. But it, let, let's remember that, of course, one of the big reasons why so many people are anti-Semitic is because Jews deny your God. That's another reason, of course, why the Islamic terrorists hate them as well. But of course, there are many reasons. But why do Hitlerites hate the Jews? Well, they hate them because they deny their God, because Jews deny that Jesus was the son of God. But lots of people do, right? 1.9 billion Muslims and they deny that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, right? How many secularists, agnostics, skeptics, atheists are there out there, non-believers, right? They all deny that Jesus is the Son of God. You're going to have to live in a world with the rest of us, guys. I'm sorry. I, I know that it's, it may not make you comfortable, but you do have to recognize that you're going to have to live in the world. And the nice thing about Christians 
more than the Muslims, is that Christians at least recognize this fact and aren't committing acts of terrorism against Jews and against Muslims. Thank you. And against agnostics and atheists. That's the nice thing. If we live in a Christian country, the nice thing about living in a Christian country is that we're not going to get murdered by the Christians because we don't believe in their God or deny their God. It's not the same way for the Jews in Israel. They are probably going to get murdered and have been murdered and are being murdered because they deny that Muhammad is God. And Muhammad is not God. I'm sorry to tell you here, I, I, I deny Muhammad the same way I deny Jesus, the same way I deny uh, 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 Yeshua or Hashem, or as the Jews say, I deny all the God. I denied. I, and I don't even like to use the word deny because it implies that it's like, oh, it exists and I'm just denying it or something like that. I do not believe in any of the claims of any of the metaphysical claims of all of the world's religions. All of the world's religions are equally false, but not all of them are equally anti-libertarian, and that is all I care about. Are you going to step on me? Are you going to tread on me? Are you going to take away my individual rights and my individual freedom to say what I'm saying right now, which is quite controversial, and it's probably angering many of you what I'm saying right now, but that's why God, if he exists, bless Amer blesses America. I'm an agnostic after all, so God might exist. But if God exists, he blesses America and loves America first. If Jesus were alive today and were walking around talking to all of us, I know some of you think that he does, but I don't think so. But if he were, uh, and maybe he is, and I could be wrong, but uh, if, he, if he were, I think he would say, I love America the most of all. Because in America... We're free to love any God that we want or not to love any God that we want. In America, we are free from the threats uh, of, of theocracy and totalitarianism and fascism and communism and Nazism and Marxism and leftism and socialism. So long as we all allow ourselves to be guided by the principles of the Constitution and believe in a concept of natural rights, if you don't like natural rights, and you don't like individual liberty, and you don't like freedom, then get the out of this country. Get the out. Go back to Somalia if you don't like freedom. America stands alone as an icon, a beacon for religious liberty, for religious freedom here in the United States. If you don't like America, you can get the out because America yeah, because somebody like me, a heretic, a non-believer who says to you all, I deny all of your gods. Well, I don't deny all of your gods because you deny something that doesn't exist. But I mean, you know, it could exist, but I, I'm free. I'm free. And that's what matters is that you can believe in your God. Ben Shapiro can believe in his God. Muslims can believe in their gods. But we all got to believe in one thing if you want to be an American. And that is freedom, baby freedom. God bless America. If you're up there, God, dear Lord in heaven, if you can hear me right now, thank you very much. Please forgive me for all my blasphemies and my heresies. If I do die next week of a car in a car accident or of a heart attack, and I come to see you in the pearly gates, if you will. <laughs> Sending me to the fiery pits of Hades. I love America. I love freedom. Because I can say things like that, do things like that. If you don't mind this heretic, and all the heretical things that I've been saying this morning. Click that like button and subscribe before you go. Grab a bag of Founding Flavors coffee. We got a surprise for you at apforlibertyshop.com. That's AP, the number four. apforlibertyshop.com. Get yourself some delicious coffee. It's so good. I'm drinking Founding Flavors coffee this morning. As you can tell, Thomas's painkiller. Hit it up.
It's delicious. We got a big old fat surprise coming down the way. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. AP4LibertyShop.com. That's AP, the number four, AP4LibertyShop.com. What do you guys think about this? This is some crazy stuff. I know you guys are probably mad at me this morning, but it is what it is. I'm getting a bit worried about this whole freedom shtick when our freedoms have been dribbling away bit by bit and more and more are cheering for even just to be flush, says Quantum Kitty. I get it. I get it. I understand. John Knox says, Allah of the Quran is not the same God as the one of the Judeo-Christian Bible. That is fairly easy proof. Well, John, got some bad news for all you guys. It's awful. You're being lied to and manipulated by people who are taking away your money and your agency and your power and amassing power for themselves so that they can control over you. Sorry, but it's true. That's what I believe. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is somebody up there, a big guy in the sky, looking down and saying to AP Austin, I am your celestial dictator, and one day you will pay for the crimes of thinking for yourself and having freedom and loving your country and not loving your fellow man enough that I declared that you should in this book that was written by people 2,000 years ago. All right, Austin, that's enough blasphemy for the day. Are you going to come back tomorrow with Stephanie Peterson is here? You better. It's good. Stephanie balances me out, doesn't she? She's much sweeter than me. I can be a little sour, a little salty. Hmm, we like it sour. I like a little salty. Sweet and sour is good, though. Freedom Family Friday means Stephanie joins us tomorrow. Get a bag of Founding Flavors coffee, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com.